Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And we tried to buy Twitter for $44 billion in $1, but apparently Tesla bucks are worth more than theoretical dollars. Yeah, unfortunately. It's a damn shame. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with it, though, because I don't feel like I needed to own Twitter. I'm not sure why anybody would want to, personally. <laughs> to delete it. Oh, fair. Okay, good point. I heard rumors that he was going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if that's actually what he's up to. I doubt it. I'm sure he's going to find a way to make money off of it. Because that's what he does. Okay, then I would have charged people mm-hmm. to get me to delete it. <laughs> yeah. People that want to delete their account, you just have to pay me. You have to pay. <laughs> a dollar. Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. We should let him know. I mean, he's probably listening. <laughs> I'm sure this is where he gets his business ideas. Yeah. I did see one of his ideas is to add, uh, like, basically charge websites that want to embed a tweet on their page so like you know how sometimes mm. on like the uh news uh like the verge or hollywood reporter they'll uh-huh. have like a tweet embedded he was saying that there that's one of his ideas is potentially to charge them to do that so on their article if yeah. they have a tweet in the article basically uh, he'd be getting paid for them using the twitter branding not just like mentioned in the article, but like where it's actually there. A screenshot. In, yeah, yeah, a screenshot that you can yeah. click and go directly to Twitter. Yeah. One of I those. thought you meant like to put a URL or something. Oh, no. Because isn't that like only like people with the uh, certified or verified, verified accounts get to like post URLs? Oh, yeah. The I rest think that's of us right. are just peons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away, R. Kelly. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> We're not that kind of a peon. Yeah. Gross. In other news. Yeah. <laughs> you know how the bird was the word? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's the turd is the herd. <laughs> I guess you're right. Not the herd is the turd. <laughs> it could go either way. I mean, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going like the formula was the same. Okay, but yeah, I yeah. guess you could interchange yeah. those. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. They're both applicable. <laughs> or if we're going the uh, Pony edition. Yeah. It's no longer you heard with purred, it's a turd with herd. <laughs> yeah. Someone tells me she's not going to announce that. You though. could polish a turd, <laughs> but it's still. A herd. <laughs> How many more of these do you have? Uh, <laughs> honestly, they've just been coming to me they as we've been going. sitting here. Yeah, okay. If I think of any more, I will throw them out throughout okay. the episode. Please do, uh, yeah. <laughs> but for now. I, I think the tank, tank is probably empty. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll do our real <laughs> show. Yeah, should we get into our new yeah. releases this week? <laughs> Whew, good start. Yeah. So, I did panic. Uh-huh. You had yourself a nice little, well, you call it a nice little drink. I, I was a little weirded out by what you made. Okay. You did limeade. Yeah. And watermelon. Juice. Juice. hmm Or just water, melon, water. No, it's water. Melon water. It's watermelon juice. It's just melon water. No, it's not melon water. 
And I realize I don't have my, you know, I don't have like a, a unique drink this episode. Oh, and so okay. far, we've done a unique drink every episode. Okay. And I was like, well, do I just leave her drink as the unique one? Okay. Or do I also have to have one? Um, Apparently, you have to. I have, have my two. Nitro Pepsi, but I already, you know, had the. <laughs> That's old news. So, yeah, yeah. I, it's been poured hard too many times. Yeah. So I had to go make a drink. Yeah. So I made a limeade. Uh huh. With grenadine and replace to replace the cherry flavor that i don't right. have yeah for cherry limeade okay and of course vodka yeah how was it i haven't had it yet oh oh okay so that you have to try it on air got it yeah i can't rob these listeners of <laughs> my taste buds okay <laughs> and their critiques of yeah liquid okay Somehow I've managed to taste all the different flavors separately at the same time. Okay. Good to know. My drink's okay. Okay. So. <laughs> From the looks of your face, probably a little better than yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to probably sip on it slowly. Yeah. And intertwine it with some nitro Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. <laughs> but mark the record. Mm-hmm. I had a unique drink this episode. Got it. Okay. All it takes is one sip. Yeah, then it counts. While you're struggling that down, do you want to talk about what's coming out this week? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. HBO Max on the 28th, I guess that's already happened. We're, we're already in May. Yeah, we... It's the month of Justin Timberlake. Yes. <laughs> uh, Made for Love Season 2. Mm-hmm. This is a show that... Not quite sure how I feel about it, but I'm probably going to continue. You're it. intrigued by it, I yeah. Think. Yeah. Basically, this woman ends up marrying like a Elon Musk type character. Yep. <laughs> and he promised to buy her Twitter. Yeah. And then he doesn't. And then he doesn't. Spoilers. <laughs> Instead, he puts some kind of tech in her eyes so that she he could see everything she sees. Yeah. And she tries to escape mm-hmm. his control. Yeah. Super gross. Yeah. <laughs> Good input. Good input. I guess we know you're not going to watch season no, two. No, I mean, I'll watch it, but the concept is gotcha. creepy, you gotcha. know? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot for me. So I added Moon Knight finale on here. Disney Plus comes out on the 4th mm-hmm. in a few days. I just can't wait to see what they do because, yeah. like... Same. I feel like they haven't done enough to like make a full story so like, i don't know how they're gonna end it yeah so i'm just really curious what their plan is but i've enjoyed what we've had yeah agreed and then finally on my list this week i have for netflix the pentaverit on the fifth yeah i'm pretty excited which about is that one the too. mike myers is it like a, a, a comedy skit show it looks like it's like a spoof on some kind of secret organization. Yeah. So, whatever it is, it's... Okay. You know what they need to do? Hmm. <laughs> Mike Myers needs to do a remake of Twins. Okay? Okay. And it's him and Michael Myers from Halloween. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that probably be pretty difficult to make that fun i think they need to do it okay you'd be like good cop bad cop yeah obviously mike myers would be bad cop 
yeah. Michael Myers from Halloween would be good cop. Right. Goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also didn't find a whole lot of things coming out. Um, I found Gaslit, which came out on Stars on April 24th. I didn't know about this previously because we didn't have stars but i think we have we have it now and i was looking into it and this is based on a podcast called slow burn season one and then obviously that is based on the untold and like side stories related to the watergate situation Hmm. so it's kind of like uh from the perspective of people that we aren't typically used to telling that story there's some interesting other information that was not as heavily publicized. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. And it's got Julia Roberts and um, Betty Gilpin and and a bunch of other big names in it. So um, it seems like it could be good. So I'll probably be checking that out while we have stars. Um, also, something I've been waiting for, The Staircase, the HBO Max uh, dra- dramatized situation, is, comes out on May 5th. It's a limited series based on the uh, murder story. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it on story. Netflix, right? It was yeah. a documentary about an uh, author from like, Connecticut and his yeah. wife supposedly fell downstairs after yes. swimming. Mm-hmm. And, and there so was it's like, whether or not he killed her. Yeah. So I'm interested to see the dramatized version. I think it'll be entertaining. I, I just hope there's more info since then because i feel like there was it was a it, i feel like it just ended with no real conclusion yeah that's one of those kind of and uns- those are the, the kind that annoy me because it's yeah. like well what was the point if you're not going to give us the fucking answer <laughs> yeah true true it's like documentaries of clickbait articles <laughs> yeah and then this is I think this is on both of our lists, but coming out in theaters this week is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, coming out officially on May 6th. Hmm. Um, I'm actually more interested in the other version from a different universe. Oh, okay. <laughs> called Doctor Normal in the one verse of Sorrow. Okay. Yeah. Sure. No. You wouldn't get it. It's... This one sounds better to me, so. Well, <laughs> well, let me know how that goes. Okay. I will. Um, we also have a couple notable mentions here. Ozark Season 4 Part 2, for anybody who's watching that, that came out on April 29th. And Snowpiercer Season 3 came out to uh, HBO Max on April 29th as well. Both shows that I've been wanting to watch, but haven't quite gotten around to. I feel like I watched the first episode of Snowpiercer. I think we might have watched the first episode like together. when it first came out. Yeah. I keep meaning to check it out. I just don't know how they're going to do three seasons of what the movie was unless it's completely different. I mean, we could find out. Eh, I don't know how we would. <laughs> I don't think it's possible at this point. Yeah. Certainly not on HBO. Right? Yeah. That's the last place you want to look. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some of our news. We have some bad news for Netflix, but not necessarily the kind that you think it is. That'll be later. Space Force has been canceled after two seasons. This is such bullshit. I'm torn with this one because I do feel like season two wasn't as good, mm. but I also still wanted to like continue the story, and so it does suck that we're not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, it was such a weird, abrupt ending. I feel like nothing really happened by the end yeah. of that season, Yeah. and it was shorter. I think it was only like six episodes, 
Was it a little, maybe more? I don't remember. It wasn't a long season, I feel like. Anyways. But it was really funny initially. Mm -hmm. And it has so much potential. It has moments that I really enjoy. Like, there's characters I think are great, but... Yeah. I do think they kind of lost track in season two a little bit. That's fair. Uh, And also... Legends of Tomorrow is canceled after seven seasons on the CW. More like Legends of Yesterday, <laughs> am I right? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I didn't know this was still on. So, I guess that makes sense. Mm, yeah. I thought it was over already. I don't think I've ever really watched it. I watched the first few seasons. I can't remember how many, but maybe maybe three seasons. Yeah. And of course, the follow up with CW, Batwoman, is also canceled after three seasons. I mean, arguably two by that? because they rebooted yeah. after one. Yeah, technically, not a technicality. Yeah, I'm feel like I'm not surprised by that one at all. Yeah, I don't think anybody is. Yeah. Some more bad news: Illumination Super Mario Brothers film. This is the animated one. Uh, has been officially delayed to 2023 via Twitter. Nintendo of America. Uh, posted, this is Miyamoto. After consulting with Chris-san, my partner at Illumination on the Super Mario Brothers film, we decided to move the global release to spring 2023, April 28th in Japan, April 7th in North America. My deepest apologies, but I promise it will be worth the wait. Okay. I'm going to assume this is probably something about scheduling conflicts for Chris Pratt. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, do you think it could also have anything to do with the opening of the Super Mario World? Oh, look at you using your brain for more <laughs> than just being in your head. <laughs> That's a good point. When because that was delayed in I thought for Japan. No, the, no, Japan has it. Florida was delayed, right? Hollywood's getting it this year. Mm-hmm. And Florida was going to be next year. Okay, so... I think. That's a good point. Maybe they're trying to align it with Florida's opening of the park mm-hmm. for the movie. You heard it here first. <laughs> Unless somebody else has already said it. Yeah. Let's just pretend they haven't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of CinemaCon news for this year. Uh, the Batman 2 was announced with Robert Pattinson... Zoe Kravitz and director Matt Reeves returning. Not to be mistaken for the cult classic with Patter Robinson. What? <laughs> for the episode we had a couple oh. ago where I, I like misspoke his name somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Complete brain fart. Yeah. And Robin Robin Patterson, I think is what you said. Is that what I said? Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely not right. Yeah. Whatever it was. (laughs) So we don't have a plot. We don't have a release. All we know is that they're all coming back to do another movie, which I think everyone kind of already knew. It's just now official. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah, no one's surprised. Uh, Sony also gave non-surprising confirmations that Venom is also getting a third film in the franchise, as well as another Ghostbusters film. Okay. So... Again, no more information other than that they will exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some more news on some of the Spider-Man spinoffs. Across the Spider-Verse is coming out June 2nd of 2023. And it's going to be split up into two movies with the 
second part being called Beyond the Spider-Verse, coming out March 29th, 2024. You don't think Across the Spider-Verse is just going to have all Beatles soundtrack? I'm hoping. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Madam Web is apparently going to release on July 7th of 2023, and that's starring Dakota Johnson. I guess that is confirmed that she is the lead in it. Also, Fifty Shades of Grey Chick, right? Yes. Okay. She was also in The Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Which is a very underrated movie, so go check it out yeah, if you haven't really seen it. Yeah, it's really good. Great cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the news that everybody never wanted <laughs> showed up, uh, Sony has announced a Spider-Man spinoff film about the character El Muerto, set for January 12th of 2024. And it's going to be starring some artist named Bad Bunny. I think we saw him on SNL one time. Yeah, we did. I would use the word artist sparingly, though. Okay, yeah. Well, (laughs) here's the thing. According to... The interweb. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny is a Puerto Rican artist who's streamed 8.3 billion in 2020 and 9.1 billion in 2021. So he's apparently very popular among streaming his music. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know I wasn't going to prove anything other than you don't care. Yeah. But yeah, it is a thing apparently. So, the character El Muerto is a super-powered wrestler who has had their mask and abilities passed down through the generations. To become worthy, new wrestlers would need to prove themselves against El Dorado. So, Black Panther, then? That's as I was reading it. I'm thinking, so, this is Black Panther. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess they just have another Black Panther-type character in the Marvel Universe. I feel like Sony just doesn't get it. I I don't know. They don't seem to know what people um, want. I just feel like, fuck it, Sony. Just, you know, give us that Aunt May solo film that we were here and was going to be a thing at one point. Like, I'll take that over this. Same. They'd seem to be going after a different market. They're going downhill with every movie, it feels mm-hmm. like. Um, as much as I enjoy Venom, I feel like those movies aren't what they should be. And I know that they're they've been popular and successful. But I think that's because of the character, not because of the quality. Right. So, uh, obviously, Morbius is well-hated. Yeah. Craven, we have seen some screenshots. It doesn't look like it's going to be better than Morbius so far. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully it is. Although, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is not as universally hated as... That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, it might have a better chance just based on that. Yeah. We'll see. It just seems weird that they're taking these obscure characters that are tied to Spider-Man and then not tying them to Spider-Man. But <laughs> yeah. then saying, oh, but they are tied to Spider-Man. They are tied to Spider-Man, just not the way yeah. that you want them to be. Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, in the meantime, we need something to chew on. Hunger Games is coming out with a spin-off prequel based off the book The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes which will release November 17th of 2023. Okay. It was revealed at CinemaCon that it will focus on Coriolanus Snow at age 18, years before he would become the tyrant president of Panem. Didn't they already reveal this? 
Because this sounds really familiar. Yeah, I think they might have already revealed this. Okay. I'm, well, the book came out, right? Like last yeah. year, maybe a couple years ago. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking I feel like then. they announced this before the book even released. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wasn't that the news that we had? Yeah. That they announced it before they even had the book out? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it's just an update then. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be directed by Francis Lawrence, who did Catching Fire 1 and 2. Okay. So, I guess if you liked those movies, you have a good chance you'll like this one. Oh, you yeah. won't. Sure. I don't know. Only time will tell. As long as they get Jude Law in there as Coriolanus Snow. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be 18, though. So, it's probably, I mean, it's probably not going to be Jude Law. He looks younger than me. <laughs> he doesn't look 18, and I'm, though. I'm, I'm not at his age. <laughs> All right. Some big news for Avatar fans. So you're thrilled about it. So no one's going to hear about that. (laughs) Because they probably don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) Avatar will be back in theaters with enhanced visuals on September 23rd, 2022. So this year, according to Cameron, the visual effects will be even more realistic uh, and apparently Cameron has set out once again to push the limits of what cinema can do, he oh, said. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so basically this is like a, equivalent to like a video game remake or a remaster. Yeah, that's what it sounds it's like. It's not a remake. It's just you're just polishing up. Yeah, making it look nicer. What you have. Yeah. Speaking of turds. Yeah. Putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what? The like I don't I don't have exact count, but I want to say this is like the fifth yeah, time uh, that Avatar has been released in theaters I now. That's a serious question. Did anyone ask for this? <laughs> James Cameron. He's the only one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. There's gotta be somebody James out there who's Cameron. really excited about this. <laughs> but like to me, this is like a thing that you would put on Disney Plus. Yeah. Disney owns it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the movie's been out for how many fucking years? So this is the perfect type of thing that you put on Disney Plus mm-hmm. to get subscribers. Yeah. Knowing that it's not going to be like this huge <laughs> blockbuster thing, but it's going to have some kind of attention to it. Yeah, it'd be a really good way to like shit in Netflix's face for losing all their subscribers too. I mean, I don't think they're worried about that. They've no, I know, of... but it, it's just an additional... Yeah. Way to get more subscribers, but at the same time as Netflix is hemorrhaging them, it's yeah. kind of appropriate, you know? Yeah. And they also announced the name of the new Avatar sequel, Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Okay. It's going to release December 16th of 2022. I didn't realize it was coming out this year. I didn't either. That's one of those things where I was like, I always go, oh yeah, Avatar, that'll be out in five years. Yeah. Whenever I hear about it, oh yeah, in five years, we'll see that. Yeah. I feel like the last few years have really kind of... Um, yeah. Blended together, That's though. That's true. <laughs> I saw some screenshots of it, too. Uh, I don't know what her name is. The the female Navi character. Oh, I was going to say Navi, but that's the species. Never mind. I think that's the species. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think it starts with, like, a Z. Okay. Anyways. Doesn't matter. I haven't seen it, so. Oh. <laughs> uh, I envy you. <laughs> uh, so, she looks pregnant in this. Okay. So here's my theory. I'm going to say this before we see, because there's rumors that there's going to be a trailer before Doctor Strange okay. for this movie. Yeah. So here's my theory. Before the movie trailer comes out, we see anything about this. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's plot is going to be about her being pregnant mm-hmm. and having to navigate to give birth underwater across 
their planet, whatever, to and then in some spiritual area. That's my theory. Okay. Just seen three screenshots. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But you heard it here. Yep. If I'm right, you heard it here. Yep. <laughs> and then we got like three more of these fucking movies, right? Yeah. Of course, after they release the first one another seven times. Yeah. They just need to make it last as long as possible, apparently. Just making sure nobody else gets close to getting the uh, record for most grossing film. True. <laughs> Which I think is bullshit that it counts. It doesn't seem like it should. It shouldn't accumulate like that. It should be like record that like it was different sections of release. But here we are. It is what it is. Yep. <laughs> All right. Moving on uh, to our more general news. Fast and Furious 10 has lost director Justin Lin over creative differences. Does anybody ever lose a director for a different reason? <laughs> well, the rumors are that it's because of uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, that I saw he's that. hard to uh, work with. Because of like he a wasn't blow showing up, up on time. Yeah. Wasn't uh, knowing his lines and mm-hmm. he wasn't in shape. Yeah, I've heard. I don't know if it was like an interview or something I was listening to, but like there was a a reference made to some of the people in those movies taking it way too seriously. (laughs) So I wonder, it was like really recently on a podcast, so I wonder if it was in reference to Mm -hmm. this situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Variety reports that the director's exit could be costing Universal upwards of $600,000 to $1 million a day. Jesus. Keeping the production in limbo until they find a replacement. That's insane. Which I think there's rumors that they've got somebody, but I don't think it's official yet. So yeah. we'll probably have that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will remain on as a producer, though. Okay. So he gets to still earn money on it. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like it's like a it's probably a contractual thing where like yeah. he's already done work on the, yeah. the movie. No, it so makes sense. They're not going to like throw everything away. Yeah. So. He has to get some kind of credit, right? Yeah, so, yeah, no, it makes total okay. sense. I wasn't talking shit. I just, I don't know what your problem with Justin Lin is. Like, I, you've always had this hatred for the guy, <laughs> and I just don't get it. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> well, apparently Vin Diesel doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was family. Yeah. Turns out he's not. He's not. <laughs> All right, another movie loses its director. John Watts will no longer be directing Fantastic Four. This is via Deadline. Uh, he said he needs a break from the superhero realm. He said, Making three Spider-Man films was an incredible and life-changing experience for me. I'm internally grateful to have been a part of Marvel Cinematic Universe for seven years. I'm hopeful we'll work together again, and I can't wait to see the amazing vision of Fantastic Four brought to life. Okay. That I mean, I'm kind of surprised by that. I feel like that's a big get to pass up after you... You know, it makes me yeah. wonder if he just didn't have confidence in his vision of it. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll see what they do as far as replacing him. I would say James Gunn would be a great person to do for a family relationship, you know, storytelling. That's but true. We all know he's not coming back to yeah. do a Marvel movie after Guardians 3. Yeah. So. Oh, well. A um, little bit of. Schedule changing for releases. 
the Marvels and Ant-Man 3 have swapped release dates. So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania uh, will be releasing on February 17th of 2023. And the Marvels will be releasing on July 28th, 2023. Okay. So it looks like has to do with Ant-Man and the Wasp having a finished principal photography already and they still have more to do with the Marvels. So they were probably just more confident in getting that one done mm-hmm. and ready to go earlier. I mean, it's only a couple months, right? Yeah. I guess like five months. Yes. I mean, it's not a huge difference. Five though. months is kind of a long time, I guess. Eh. It's not, almost not six. Pandemic it's time. almost half a year. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just basic math. I don't yeah. know if you knew. I'm going to be honest with you, it's May right now, and I feel like it was, like, yesterday was last year. Like, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> just also, depends on how, how bad you've lost track of time. <laughs> also, uh, on the topic of Ant-Man 3. So, IGN, in their article, they kind of, they summarized the film will take the whole Ant-Man family to the quantum realm and pit them against Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. Has that been confirmed? I don't know. I don't recall if he was... Co- I think there was a thing that he was going to be in the movie, but it was never like confirmed who he was, right? Is it just implied because of events of other Marvel properties that he right. has shown yeah, up Yeah, because I feel like initially it was confirmed he was going to be in that movie, but, not as, but with no character. But then whenever he was revealed in the other situation to be... It's either just been so long since we've heard the news or there was no confirmation. Because I don't know how we wouldn't know. Yeah. It's kind of our thing. Yeah. It's true. Unless we're just really bad at this. Maybe. (laughs) I don't think so, though. This just in. You can now get bread sliced. (laughs) So, have you heard the rumors that Andrew Garfield's supposedly taking a a break from acting? Yeah, I heard he was trying to take a break because he... Wants to be a normal person or something yeah. weird like that. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's like... So I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you know, us peons, of course. Yeah, yeah, we wouldn't know. Um, I don't know where that came from, but apparently he clarified that. And so it's like, it's still all over the internet. People think that he's taking a break from acting. But he was on The View, apparently. Mm. And he um, clarified it with the whoever the hosts of The View are these days. I don't actually know who the fuck they are anymore. Yeah. But um, he was like... He just said, um, no, I don't know where that came from. I'm just having a holiday. I think people just like to make a story out of nothing. <laughs> I just thought it was pretty funny. Mm. He's, yeah, he, he mean, was basically like, I want like a month or two off. Like, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I mean, it could have been as simple as him having a throwaway liner in an interview mm-hmm. of like, yo, I'm going to take a break because yeah. I just did three fucking movies and a TV show yeah. in the last year. Yeah. You know. And then they took that as, oh, he's retiring temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, like, speculation that he was going to be a part of the Sony universe as Mm -hmm. their Spider-Man for the Sinister Six stuff. And that's where I think that came from, that he was taking a break or something. Mm -hmm. And so he couldn't be him. I don't know. Yeah. I just wanted to point it out. Yeah. If in case anybody's listening... You're, everybody's fine. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him. Yeah, continue as the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, because unlike all his followers of No Way Home, I actually liked him in those movies. Yeah, before. yeah, I never had a problem with him either. And you, if you don't believe me, go listen to our shit before that movie came out. <laughs> and you'll hear me say I liked him. Yeah, cowards. <laughs> the prequels all over again. 
Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else do we got? What else do we got? Ah, this is a little concerning for me, but like maybe it's not taken into a literal sense. Uh, so Feige, uh, I guess, has said that they are doing a retreat and plan to, to map out the next 10 years of the MCU. So, I mean, I'm confused because... Don't they already have plans? Do they not have a plan right now? I thought they already had plans. Or when they say the next 10 years, do they mean like the next 10 years of whenever they are set till? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because I mean, I know like the first set of stuff they had a plan. I know it had to change and zigzag a little bit because of whatever. Yeah, they may be adjusting some Issues, but like... Overall, they, they so do they not have a plan? Do we not know who the big bad is going to be? Who they don't have a Thanos type entity yet? I don't know. Maybe they just don't have it official. I don't know. That's interesting because I definitely thought there was a lot of plans. But maybe you're right. Maybe they're planning a- after the current knowledge ends. I mean, really makes me feel like I've been wasting a lot of my fucking time if there's no plan. <laughs> The hours we spend on these uh, anatomy episodes of the Marvel movies. (laughs) Like, oh, what if it's going to be this? It's going to be that. And then it's like, oh, well, we don't know. We're not sure yet, so. Yeah, we'll (laughs) let you know when we find out what we're going to do in 10 years. Wouldn't that be cool if they would let us know? (laughs) Hey, Disney, Marvel, I've got some of those theoretical dollars. (laughs) They aren't Tesla bucks, but uh, we'll get you something. Yeah. Just not Twitter. Yeah. All right, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, not to be mistaken for his brother's paper and scissor, Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> will be producing a movie adaptation of It Takes Two uh, with his studio or his production company, Seven Bucks, uh, for Amazon Studios. This is via Variety. It is unclear if he will star in the film. I'm going to look. He like- is on board to help. Adapt it. I'm going to sound like an idiot right now, but which one is that? It Takes Two? Yeah. This is the one we played. It's a video game. It's an indie game. It was like the the parents were going to get a divorce or some shit. Oh, the, mo- the, the game? Yes. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was like a remake of an old movie. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that movie. Because I feel like there is a movie named It Takes Two. Maybe. Anyway. Maybe I'm thinking it. I'm probably thinking of that other. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Okay, now Friday. I'm on the same I'm on the same page now. No, it's like uh, it takes. Look who's talking. No, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm crazy. So Sleepless let's move in on. Seattle. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> so this is probably the other movie. Dances with Wolves. Okay, so this is probably the other movie or video game property he was talking oh, no, about. That was Avatar. Never mind. Right. Hmm? That was. This is probably the other video game property he was talking about, and that we discussed last time. No, see that's it's the, not. It couldn't be because he oh, said right. in that whole conversation, he said ex- Microsoft that, that it was a big title that you're had right. been around for years and been a fan favorite. Oh that yeah, played. you're right. This couldn't. That be That can't game. be it because that's, that's a new thing. Just came out like a year ago. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Anyways. This, I think, could be an interesting game to be adapted to a movie. Yeah. He could easily be starring in it because mm-hmm. the I assume what they're going to do is have small roles for live action and then voice most of yeah. the movie as, like, whatever 
CGI characters. Right, right. Right? It's a little weird of a story, but yeah. it's, a, it's a fun co-op game for people, and I think that they could adapt it to be pretty creative and magical. Okay. Oh, that's so weird. I yeah. still want to know what that other fucking yeah, movie is. Yeah, I mean, I, it's got Gears, right? Yeah. It probably does. God, Gears old. At this point, if it's not, then like you pissed me off. <laughs> we'll be sure to make sure. <laughs> I will always fight you using paper. <laughs> we'll make sure Dwayne Johnson knows that you they pissed you off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink your tequila <laughs> slowly, <laughs> and I won't enjoy it. And I won't enjoy it. <laughs> but that's just because it's tequila. Yeah, I just don't like tequila. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Yeah. But this is. Yeah. All right. Bad news for fans of Mythic Quest. Season 3 will not have actor F. Murray Abraham returning. He played C.W. Longbottom, who was the video game writer in oh. the studio. Okay. He was a pretty pretty funny character when he was Yeah, I love that character. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really get into why he's leaving. It's yeah. just he's not going to be a part of it. So Yeah, it'll be easy to write him off, though. Really They'll get a new writer for the game. Mm, yeah, I mean, probably. Or they'll just... Not, not address, address his storyline. Depending on why it's a thing. That's I don't know. true, yeah. Because if they replace the like writer then like in within the story, then they have to address why he's not there in the story, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I feel like they would have to. It just sucks because they made that like really cool one off episode last season about him being a young author and like this like book series oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Like, I yeah. thought that was one of the best episodes of the, of the show. Yeah. Uh, actually, all of those are. The, the one-offs the, are really yeah. good episodes. Yeah. But I guess you could also argue like, well, that kind of like gave him a spotlight and like he's not necessarily for this season because they'll give it to somebody else now. True, true. Maybe they'll just put um like Big Head in old person makeup and have him be him. <laughs> it was him, right? Hmm? The actor who played Big Head in Silicon Valley, wasn't it him who played him as a younger person? Oh yeah, it yeah, was. They could just use him in old guy makeup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we could. <laughs> yeah, they could just age him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably go. they probably won't though. There you go. <laughs> All right, some bad news for The Walking Dead. Uh, the spinoff that's going to have Carol and Daryl has lost Melissa McBride, who plays Carol. So now we only have Daryl. So it's going to be just a Daryl spinoff. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> and I'm not worried about this. I wasn't really excited about it to begin with. Yeah, I didn't really care. Haven't been able to watch part two of the last season anyway, since they don't want to put it on Yeah. AMC through my provider, which is very confusing. Yeah, it's so dumb. All right, on to our Netflix story that we uh, teased earlier. So, we know that they've had a lot of issues lately. Uh, it feels like Netflix is going through a midlife crisis, if you will. They raised prices constantly in the last couple of years. Uh, they've had plans to punish people who share passwords, it seems. Yeah, after blatantly encouraging it for years. Yeah. Uh, they've even established they're going to do an ad support version of the app. This. Unless it's free, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because of all of these things that they've they've uh, been planning, uh, they've supposedly lost 200,000 plus subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they sent out a letter to their shareholders, apparently. This is how we found out, is a letter to their shareholders cited microeconomic factors, including increased inflation and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which prompted Netflix to shut down its service in Russia, reversing the modest subscriber growth in the European region by a loss of 700,000 Russian accounts. So what you're saying is you meddled in politics... And now we're and paying. So the price. now we're paying the price for it. Yeah, you made a de- you made a decision. Yeah, based off issues in other countries, and now you're going to try and say that it's the consumer's fault mm-hmm. because you fucked up. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's not a decision that you can you you can't just saddle that decision on your your existing subscribers yeah. because so, they didn't choose you making you, that. You basically canceled 700,000 subscribers. Yeah. So if you're losing 200,000 that's within the 700,000. Yeah. That also means that you gained 500,000 that aren't Russian. That's right? a good point. I wonder if that's what that unless they're separate, I'm not sure, but that's that's if that's accurate then they have gained subscribers. So that's really fucking confusing. That's a weird way to put that then. Yeah. Well, I mean, because of all this, they also have cut uh, funding in the animation department. They're firing executives and canceling several high and highly anticipated shows that were planned. That's a bummer. So they're like, they're like having a who panic can we attack. blame besides ourselves yeah. for this problem? Everyone else is at fault. It was, there was definitely societal pressure to discontinue services in Russia related to the invasion because everybody else was doing it. But that still does not make it your subscribers' fault. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you're not allowed to have a voice. Yeah, you can do whatever you want to do, but you own that yourself. Just don't say that it's our fault that you're losing yeah, subscribers. Yeah, don't make me pay for that. When you're the one who canceled a bunch of subscribers. Yeah. That's a, an entirely separate arm of, or it should be an entirely separate arm of the company. You yeah. have to be willing to take that loss to have your standards. So that's Just why like I feel else. like they're in this like midlife crisis thing. Oh, yeah. They're like, about to buy a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Name it Blockbuster. <laughs> because they crashed it on the block. Yeah. And it busted through a wall yeah <laughs> all right well that's it for our news yes uh we do have some reviews a lot of them all right let's get into our reviews and for anybody who's new here or for has forgotten since last time we'll explain our rating system <laughs> here's how our rating system works if we hated something we'll burn it if it was just okay or neutral we're going to slice it if we absolutely love the shit out of it we're going to dissect it and if all of us dissect it or, or DTF. DTF. Nice. It was a lot better than my first time back. <laughs> All right. I almost replaced you. I'm not yeah, going to lie. You were holding auditions. I was on Craigslist looking for new co-hosts. Yeah. Coasts, if you will. Coasts. But apparently uh, that's not a good place to look. Yeah. <laughs> Probably found a lot of other things on there. Yeah. Okay. First up, we checked out Pam and Tommy. This came out on Hulu in February uh, February 2nd of this year. It was created by Robert Siegel, and it's eight episodes. Uh, the general summary is Pam and Tommy depicts the turbulent three-year marriage between Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, with particular emphasis on the theft and illegal distribution of the infamous sex tape the couple recorded privately during their honeymoon. The big cast in it is Sebastian Stan, who plays Tommy Lee, 
Lily James plays Pamela Anderson, and Seth Rogen plays the guy who stole their sex tape. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but um, yeah, it's uh, it was sex tape Seth. Sex tape Seth, yeah. Um, so this is really interesting. I was kind of intrigued by this one because I'd heard. I had heard about that happening back when it happened, mm-hmm. but I didn't know any of the details. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I have ever seen the tape. Obviously. Because I, it's like, it's not because I'm like, well, I got to see every porn that's it existed. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's, it's a big thing in the yeah, world. And like, yeah. it was like around the time that I would have, you think have seen it. Right. right it was nineties. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. Yeah. Because I wasn't. On the right internet you weren't pages. Pervy, you weren't pervy enough, I guess. I wasn't buying the right things yeah. off the internet. Yeah. Um, the show really kind of threw me for a loop. It was a little bit all over the place. There were some things in it that were like, uh, yeah, it was wild. Very outgoing and artsy, I would say, in mm-hmm. the beginning few episodes. They kind of got a little more tame as far as, yeah, choice of those. Yes. That could just be like a thing of like, oh, the director they had for that episode was just a doing his thing or yeah. her thing, right? Yeah. Jason it, Jason Mansukas made a guest appearance, and I'm not going to reveal as as who, but <laughs> if you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Rafi from the league. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the really weird episodes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I agree. It's, it was like kind of really a little bit weird in the beginning, and then at the end yeah. it was more dramatic. I don't think I really believed that they were Pam and Tommy mm-hmm. in the beginning, but I feel like as the show went on, it like it, I felt like I was more able to like see them as yeah these, these characters. Yeah, yeah. I felt like instead they... of knowing they're real people, but like yeah. I thought they looked really good, like very, very mm-hmm. similar to their real life people that were portraying without obviously being able to clone somebody. <laughs> they did a pretty damn good job personally. So that part was important. I don't think Lee James really looked like Pamela Anderson to me, but like I think she did a great job at mannerisms. Yeah. And you could tell she put a lot of effort into it. And mm-hmm. I think that she did great. It just visually, I don't think that she looked like her to me. I thought she looked pretty similar, but I also feel like it could have been a lot to do with hair and makeup and how she dressed. So it could have been just what I was seeing as the whole picture was really good. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to ignore the parts of her. Because if I if you look too closely at it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that doesn't yeah. look like her. Like even Sebastian Stan, like I felt like he doesn't really look like Tommy Lee. No, but like, he doesn't. Again, like as the show went on, like I felt like I was more able to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you just get used to it. Yeah. And then the acting is pretty good. So yeah. it, it. And then you see the action, you go, like, that's not them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was entertaining. It was a little fucking weird at times. It was not necessarily what I expected, but I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what it's I expected. It's just crazy because, like, the whole idea that you can make a sex tape in the privacy, well, I guess it was the privacy of your home, but, like, for you. For yourself. For your yeah. privacy. Somebody can steal it, sell it, and then you can't you can't legally you make no them rights. stop because yeah. you don't own your own video. So I think But that... then somebody can then buy 
ownership of your video from mm-hmm. you. Which, like, that part just blew my mind that that yeah. was even a thing. So I'm pretty sure there are laws in place now that you own your likeness and you have to sign a release for somebody in order to, like... Like, if it happened again now, like, mm-hmm. the they would have had to pay them any profits or whatever you know like there would have been i I think there are laws in place now that are more protective of people that would be in that situation yeah it would make sense because it's just like it it doesn't make sense that you can yeah because that was really tell tell something like well you don't have the right to say they can't show you naked yeah which is like which is nuts to think about that being the decision so i i'm pretty sure that there's at least more protection now than there was back then because this Mm. was like really the first high profile case of that kind of thing ever happening yeah so, I don't know. It's crazy. So, um, it was a... I'm going to say it was a large slice for me. I, I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. But mm-hmm. it was a little weird at times. Um, and I, it, at a certain point... If you can get past a certain point, I, I enjoyed it. But in the first few episodes, I was kind of like, yeah, do I want to finish this or not? So... Yeah. I think it was a slice for me. Like, yeah. I... Was fine continuing watching it, but I don't think it did anything mind-blowing for me outside of just the story itself being so ridiculous that you couldn't just legally take action on yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <that laughs> was... stolen tape. But yeah. yeah, I think the acting was good. I, I don't know how overly dramatic it was compared to like what real events were, mm-hmm. but like I thought it was a nice telling of their story. Right, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, next up, we checked out the show Wheel of Time, which is on Prime Video, and this premiered back in November of last year, um, and it's based on a book series by Robert Jordan. Uh, I think it's called the Wheel of Time book series. It was eight episodes, about an hour each. Um, the summary is, the Wheel of Time follows Moraine, a member of the Aes Sedai, a powerful organization of women who can channel the One Power. With her warder, Lan, she seeks a group of five young villagers from the secluded two rivers, believing one of them is the reincarnation of the dragon, an extremely powerful channeler who broke the world. The dragon reborn is a prophesied is prophesied to either save the world from a primordial evil known as the Dark One or break it once more. Um, so that is the simplest description I could find, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um... It's obviously a little bit convoluted because it's like a fantasy book series. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of random cast in this. The only person that I recognize from anything else is Rosamund Pike. She plays the, yes, the main yeah. character, I Moraine. She's the one I recognize as well. Yeah. Um, they, they all did a pretty good job, but um, I don't, I'm not going to go through listing everybody in it. So uh, it on the surface, I liked it. I liked the idea of it because... I usually like fantasy, magic, blah, 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 whatever, you know? But it was a little bit hard to follow. And I also felt like it had, it definitely, in retrospect, reeks of a story that is missing pieces, which is very common when you're retelling a book or a series of books. Was it missing pieces because they didn't adapt it? Well, or is it because they are trying to plug and play for further seasons They're, to give that that information to the viewer? They simplified it too much, okay. I think. 
I just didn't really like the show all that much because I just I, I don't know I wouldn't say that it was confusing I feel like I had no problem following along but like it just wasn't engaging for me I felt mm-hmm. like nothing felt like it was happening the yeah. whole show I know there was one time we were watching it for a while one day and then you were just like on your phone and you looked up every now and then really like, anything happened yet <laughs> and I was like I don't know <laughs> so it, I don't know like it's clear this this had like a I don't know what the budget was but it, it felt like it was a really low budget because like there was like a scene where they were in this abandoned city of mm-hmm. stone and like yeah. you know it was all gloomy and dark and mm-hmm. and then later on they show them in this other city and mm-hmm. it's clearly it's exactly the same the same fucking city yeah just not dark. just without the black and white lighting on yeah it. yeah exactly so it did make me interested to look into the book series because I'm curious about like the general concept and the, like the source material, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would continue the TV series if they continue it. I don't know if they are or not, but it just kind of, I, when I said hard to follow, I didn't necessarily mean that it was complicated, just that it was like, hard to um, pay attention to, yeah. maybe because it was just slow or... It seemed like the pieces that they were telling of the story that were supposed to connect didn't connect where they were supposed mm-hmm. to, or it took too long to kind of get to the point. I just felt like there was very few characters I actually cared about. Yeah. And, like, I would say the best I could describe the show is it's trying to be Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but really it's True Blood. <laughs> yeah? Okay. But, I mean, you get what I'm saying with, like... Every character has some kind of a heritage that, that right. they're going to, like, tie to. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like... But then at the same time, they're trying to bounce around with characters like it's yeah. Game of Thrones. And right. be all serious and medieval politics. And right, it's, right. like, it's just not landing for Yeah, me. it was really kind of a weird concept to see that, like, only the women could wield the one power without being corrupted. And if, if men could wield it, they would go mad. I don't know, the whole thing was a little bit weird, mm-hmm. but I was trying to look past that and I just, I couldn't, I wasn't buying into it enough to look past the weirdness yeah. of the setup. But they had some cool moments, I will say. Like, they were, I think the first episode had, like, some, I don't know what the hell the creatures were, but, like, they just ravaged some mm-hmm. like town, village, little yeah. village, and just fucked people up and killed yeah. them. And, like, yeah. that was, like, a cool scene, I think, like, showing that battle, but, like, mm-hmm. very few and far between with that kind of stuff I think to really sit through the whole show for me yeah also I heard from a couple different people if you liked the book series you are not gonna like the show Hmm. um so I might like the books then maybe yeah (laughs) so that's again one of the reasons I was I don't read (laughs) that's another reason I was a little curious to check out the book series but yeah overall it was um I, I wanted to finish it because I, I wanted to follow through and see if it got better and find out what happened. But overall, I'm going to say it's just a slice it for me. I'm probably going to say burn it. Like, <laughs> I didn't hate it. It's like, I, I'm torn because like, I didn't I didn't passionately hate it. So I don't know if like a burn it is a real reflection mm-hmm. for me. But like, I didn't, I don't see myself caring to continue any of it. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. 
Okay. The Guardians of Justice we um, found on Netflix. that This came out on March 1st. It was created, directed, written, and executive produced by Adi Shankar as a satire of the DC uh, Universe slash Justice League. Um, it is seven episodes, approximately 30 minutes each. And it summarized by saying, after defeating Robo Hitler and ending World War III, peace has been maintained on Earth for 40 years thanks to the alien superhero Marvelous Man. In 1987, this peace is thrown into chaos with Marvelous Man's death. Marvelous Man's former lieutenant, Nighthawk, investigates his death with the help of the idealistic, the idealistic hero, The Speed, in order to prevent a nuclear war and World War IV from breaking out. There's a lot that I just said. A yeah. A lot. <laughs> Felt like more than what I remember seeing in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is extremely low budget. Oh my God. This, so I don't even, I, they, they must have like, just like copied this off of like public Canadian broadcasting or something. I don't know. But man, was this satisfying. Yeah. I had a blast watching yeah, this show. You had it a was lot of fun so over the top cheesy. Mm-hmm. I think it took me like half the season to realize that the main character is played by a uh, pro wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, is that, is that Diamond Dallas Page? Yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, I don't fucking know. I don't know if they straight up <laughs> tell you like in the start of the show, but like, I, I was like, I, he looks so familiar. And then eventually it hit me that it was this wrestler that I watched growing up. Yeah. And I think that made it way better for me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was very endearing. Like how it, even though it was so low budget and ridiculous quality, like I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. I think they were smart because they did like uh, animation for certain moments where they did a lot of action scene stuff. So like that was, I assume their way of saving budget and not having to create these elaborate like set pieces and stuff. But yeah, um, I think it worked really well, but at the same time, it also kind of made me want to see those moments happen. Yeah, that's true. It was really interesting. It's kind of like mixed media, mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that they describe this as uh, being a spoof on like Justice League and the DCEU yeah. because I was in my head feeling like it was more of a Watchmen type spoof but like i guess that's kind of the same concept because yeah. because that's just like a, that's like just a darker yeah. weirder version of <laughs> a parallel the, side yeah. of the dceu is, yeah. is the watchman so yeah i had a great time with this i think it was a lot of fun um i have no clue if this is like a thing that's planning to be more or if this was like a one-off thing but like i had a great time i think i enjoyed every character i would say um and then it might be interesting for you to know that the, I think his uh, Wikipedia page is wildly falsified. However, the the guy who created the whole thing, Adi Shankar, mm -hmm. he's basically known for the bootleg universe um, and also Castlevania. Oh, did he do the, uh, the graphic Power Rangers short? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um... What is it called? And then there was go. like a Venom one, I think. 
There was like an Eddie Brock one or something like that. Um, there was a Punisher one, I think. If, assuming they're all the same person. Yes, the Punisher Dirty Laundry. Yeah. And then Power Slash Rangers, Venom, Truth, and Journalism. Okay, yes. so he did do those. Yes. Okay. So that's him. Did he do the Mortal Kombat ones too? Was um, that this guy? I don't know. Let's see. There was like a whole bunch of uh, Mortal Kombat web shorts that turned into like a, a thing that uh, they did. I think that's actually what kind of spawned the movie reboot, if I'm correct. I don't see them on his Wikipedia page. Okay. But it might be somebody else. Okay. Well, that's good to know. He's also no. going to be a showrunner for the Devil May Cry Netflix show. What? There's a Devil May Cry Netflix show? Is that news? I'm quitting. <laughs> I, I'm, a clear, I'm clearly not good at my job. Live action? This is... Or is I, it going to be animated? It might be animated. Because if he's doing Castle... If he did Castlevania, that's animated. So uh, Devil May Cry would be animated. It says TBA, so it doesn't have a release date. You know what? Now that I think about it, I think I, I did hear about this years ago. <laughs> so maybe it's like I a, felt like it's a thing that they days. announced and then like never had anything never about it happened. after that. Yeah, probably. Okay. It's going to be animated, I'm sure. But if it was live action, that'd be even better. Yeah, it says anime series for Netflix. Although, who the fuck knows? There is already a Devil May Cry anime series, so hopefully it's better than that one. It says, in November 2018, he announced that he had acquired the rights to produce a Devil May Cry anime series for Netflix. So hopefully he's not one of the ones that's getting cut in there. Oh, fuck. (laughs) You just, yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh, no, this is live action. Yeah. (laughs) That must have been a typo, Netflix. It's not animated. This is live action. (laughs) Yeah. It also says he was an executive producer on Dread, but like... He's okay. not listed on Dread's page, so it's confusing. But anyway, it's, it's that guy. Whatever. I just want to give you some more information in case you were. It's not like he's got some good stuff. Yes. So yeah. now I'm gonna. Gonna have to go and be more dive. interested in his future projects. Yes. Yes. That was my point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I think it dissected it for me. I. I yeah. Um. It I was, had a blast. It with was it. a large slice it for me. It was still, it was a little bit too. <sighs> on the nose. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too on the nose sometimes for me. Overall, I enjoyed it, but there was some stuff that was just like, I don't know. I don't really know how to, it's a little little too cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I um, get that. Yeah. But I did watch the whole thing and I enjoyed it with you, so there's that. All right, here's the big gun. Halo. We watched several episodes of. Um, We're not to the end yet, obviously, but this premiered on March 24th on Paramount Plus, and it was developed by Kyle Killen and Stephen Kane. It is going to be nine episodes, and they're about 45 minutes each. Um, This follows an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Halo will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, and a richly imagined vision of the future. Um, A special note here. The executive producer, Kiki Wolfkill, did note that it's a standalone story that takes place within its own, quote, silver timeline, and it's inspired by the game franchise rather than a continuation, adaptation, or prequel. So, in case anybody's like, holy shit, I want to watch that, but they're like, oh, it doesn't match. It's not supposed to. Well, things never typically do these days. Yeah, exactly. Um, This one's a very... uh... I don't know how to really describe it. It's this. conflicting. It's, I'm conflicted because I really do enjoy moments where we get to see these bigger budget battle scenes with, in the Halo universe mm-hmm. with the Covenant, but at the same time, they really drop the ball with some of the shit. Yeah. Um, 
I know that it's debatable whether or not Master Chief should have his helmet off or not based off the games and all that stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. he takes his helmet off every other Immediately. scene in this show. Yeah. And that's not even the big issue for me that he takes his helmet off. It's just, like, he does it in the most weird scenarios. Like, yeah. he'll be like, I don't know who this person is. They might yeah. be an enemy. Yeah. I'm going to take my helmet off. Yeah. Let me get expose my only weak point. <laughs> so ridiculous. He, yeah, he took his helmet off way too fast yeah. and way too often. The focus seems to be really about his childhood. Um, yeah. It feels like they're really changing the backstory. Some of the characters seem different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, it's... But at the same time, like, it's... They've actually... It's more violent than I thought it would be. Like, the first episode, you see somebody's leg get, like, shot off. Yeah. And, like, I did not expect that mm-hmm. from this. I don't know. It's just a very weird thing because this is, like, a project that exists because of such the fan base that it has Mm -hmm. with the games but like then they're taking it the thing that exists because of the fans and they're making it not quite what the fans what the fans would enjoy yeah and they're making it more for the general audience but like it just seems like why would you do that if you have all these people who are the reason this even exists now yeah i don't know i guess you could argue that for any property but I don't know. Like, the elites look a little weird, but, like, I think that just, like, them transitioning from, like, being live action. I don't know. There's just, like, little weird things. Like, with, like, the Master Chief, he has this weird, uh, like, robotic effect with how he moves. Like, at least yeah. in the first episode. I feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of gotten better since. Yeah. And that could be, like, part of the storytelling with, like, yeah, him getting his journey and all yes. that. And, like, changing him. But, like... Right. It does feel like there's, like, these weird moments that I don't know if it's, like, intentional or if it's just, like, the way they did the, like, post-production. Yeah. Also, aren't they supposed to be, like, twice the size of a normal human? Yeah, and you can tell that they're trying to do that stuff where, yeah. like, they'll have them, like, next to somebody and, like, the person's, like, way shorter than them. But it's yeah. very clear it's that they're just, the size, like, though. manipulating yeah. their heights and all yeah. that stuff. But they're less but then when they go against, like, elites, it's, like, they're just normal size. It's, yeah. like... The sizing doesn't seem to be consistent, it feels right. like, yeah. throughout the show. But yeah. that could just be them not polishing correctly with every little detail. I don't or know. Or not thinking it matters, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the, the one thing I just don't like is like there was like episodes that just feel like complete filler. There's char- there's some characters I just don't give a shit about. And yeah. there's a lot of people... There's one particular character a lot of people just like, why does this character even exist? Yeah. And like maybe they'll there will be a satisfying end story for that character in this season but like it just feels like they're just there to be there and there's no real purpose for them yeah i think if you enjoy halo you'll enjoy like the action moments of the show but Mm -hmm. like overall the backstory stuff has completely changed like you said they're considering this not even a part of the universe of the games which is very confusing because the game they also recently announced i think that they're gonna do in-game dlc tied to the show okay so it just seems a little confusing of a marketing message so if the show doesn't have anything to do with the games then why is the game going to have stuff from the show it's a multiverse it just it's got to just be (laughs) microtransaction shit right they just want to sell an armor piece or something yeah exactly but yeah i'm i'm a little disappointed with the overall what they've done i know people are upset with how cortana looks honestly i don't even care about I don't, I don't even care about how she looks. Like, she's fine, whatever. But, like, it is a little weird how they have her work where it's, like, she can just visually be 
standing in the room and it's yeah. like where's the technology that lets her just stand there and yeah. talk to like everybody in the yeah. room if she's theoretically just within master chief's yeah. like head like i don't understand the logic of all that stuff yeah it is kind of weird maybe we don't need to know that and just you know just take it for what it is but it just i don't know i will say though i do like what they've done with one of the other spartans mm-hmm. in his unit yeah so We'll see. Yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes. I guess I just kind of wish they made them more mysterious. I almost would have even rather them do a show where it was like, not even Master Chief, a different squad of Spartans, but then like, like a squad we don't even know. Yeah. You know, that way they can do the freedom of whatever they want. do whatever they want. they want, yeah. And, but like, it can tie into the events of what has happened with Master Chief in the games. Yeah. And then that would be kind of a fun little... Yeah, like... I know I say it all the time, but Lord of the Rings War in the North, the oh. video game where you're on the complete opposite side of the Elven War. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. You do bring that up a lot. It's it's a valid point, though. You get to be in yeah. it, but not As soon as you show up to it. a party, hey, have you guys heard of uh, Lord of the Rings War in the North? If anyone's listening, remake that fucking game. <laughs> or just remaster it for the new console. I don't even need you to remake it. Yeah. I'm just stressed <laughs> that I have never gotten that trophy for the... Uh... Three attacks. Yeah. Three players attacking three players the same, attacking at the same at time. Once. I, just, I never got to get it. We tried so hard, though. Yeah. It was such garbage. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Sorry, I brought that up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, I don't even want to finish. I don't even want to finish the podcast. Let's just end it I'm now. just. <laughs> I can't do this now. Okay. Sorry. Well, yeah, um, Halo. So, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm really enjoying moments of it, but, like, other parts, I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out that having been someone who never played Halo, um, I'm enjoying it, but there are still some parts where I'm like, I know enough about Halo to know he took his fucking helmet on too, off too fast. Like, mm. if that's not, like, I've literally never... I, I kind of wonder if it's them wanting to, like, separate from the Mandalorian, where it was this big reveal oh. to get his helmet off in that show, and it's just like, maybe they're just like... We're different. And so, like, we're going to take it off every but other time. nobody thought you were the same. Obviously, it's probably just about, like, the actor wants to have, you know. FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. But it's like, I, I feel like, why? I don't know. It, you're getting credit for being the character. Yeah. I don't know why it's it matters. weird, but whatever. So, being somebody who never played the games, but I do like space stuff, so that helps. Yeah, so, space stuff. So, I'm enjoying it. Um I do think there's some problems with it, and it could be better. But mm. overall, overall, I'm gonna say it's a large slice for me. I know I'm pretty creative this week. I will say one of my favorite parts, though. Yeah. The Needler, the, oh. gun, the Covenant gun, the Needler. Yeah. They did uh, translate that, you know, live action yeah. really well, and I loved what they did with yeah, how that. I remember gun you were really executed. excited about that. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was really cool what they yeah. did there. Yeah. So. But yeah, I think they could have done better with like storytelling. I don't know. It's it feels like it's very cliche so far, and I kind of feel like I know where it's gonna go with certain characters. Mm-hmm. But like, we'll see. Yeah. Um, for me, I, it's I'll say it's a slice. It like I'm I'm enjoying moments, but I'm also like disappointed with like other moments. So yeah, I think we're more than halfway. So I think there's gonna be eight episodes or so. I think we're on five or six. So. Yeah, uh, we have watched through episode five. All right, that's it. Yeah, for okay. for shows, yeah. Yeah. Plenty of movies. Yep. By plenty, I mean three. 
Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot more where this came from. Yes. Um, okay, first up, we checked out The Adam Project. This came out on Netflix on March 11th. It was directed by Sean Levy. Or Levy. I don't know how he pronounces it, but pick one. Levi. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not that one. <laughs> um, Sean Levi. And it was written by Jonathan Tropper, T.S. Nolan, Jennifer Flackett, and then Mark Levin. Um, overview. After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, and Zoe Saldana. And whoever the child was. And whoever the child was, yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, I know none of them are the child. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't list him because he was like a, a newbie. Walker Scoble? Okay. I think that's him. Yeah. Um, I feel like this was a bit of a letdown for me. It was fine. I think I think Ryan Reynolds was he did exactly what you yeah, expect out absolutely, of him. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't really feel like I liked the overall scope of this. I felt like it was too small. I thought it was hilarious as usual. Um, and even the kid who plays Ryan Reynolds' younger self, it like has like a d- big burn. <laughs> like he like he makes fun of the adult version Ryan Reynolds, and mm-hmm. that was pretty funny too. So it was it was very appropriate. Um, I do feel like, uh, the story was kind of weird and I, it seemed kind of like a isolated incident. And so it was like a fairly small story within whatever this universe could be. I think that's what like bothers me about it is like, they make it seem like it's this big event thing that like needs to be stopped, Mm -hmm. but then it's like such a small scale story. So it just feels very out of place as far as how important of a deal it is, I guess. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's a typical story where you go back in time to change something, to change the future, blah, blah, blah. And we've seen that before. Yeah. I will say I do appreciate, I think there was a moment where I gave myself commentary on like something to do with the time travel. Like, well, why would you have just fucking done this or whatever? And I think within like 10 seconds, Mm -hmm. he... He said why he wouldn't in the have done show that. <laughs> or in the movie. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' character says why he couldn't do whatever. I just like said, yeah. why don't you just do this? Like yeah. I was like so knowledgeable about time travel. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was like a fun little play. Yeah, it was. It was a fun story, but it was, uh, and it was. It was funny and it had a little bit of. I didn't really like the kid. You didn't. I guess I'm a jerk. He I don't was know. a dick. But I like... just I felt like I couldn't. I just I didn't like the character, not not the actor, not the kid yeah. himself, just but the character. The character didn't work for me. I felt like I didn't. He wasn't likable. Yeah, I thought that was kind and of. I, is that the whole idea? I he's not likable, but then Ryan Reynolds is, and so like you're supposed to see that, that change he's in him. Yeah, that that was my thought. Is you kind of hate him. He sucks. Yeah, and you can see uh, throughout the movie how he may have gotten from this child to the adult that he is. I also feel like Mark Ruffalo felt out of place. I don't know. It, it, was, really... it was hard to see him as his dad, but that yeah. could just be because of like knowing these actors from other properties. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. It was a little weird. Acting was fine. I think everyone yeah. did a great job. Yeah. It just felt like it was, I don't know. It just, I was feeling like there was something missing for me. Hmm. I, I like guess it. I just wanted a more epic scale. Gotcha space travel arc than right. what we got. You wanted a bigger story. Yeah. yeah. And maybe their plan is to do like a sequels with yeah. it. I don't know. Maybe. But 
I was a little let down. So I, for me, it's a it's a small slice. It okay. Well, it's a large slice. It for me. Okay. <laughs> I'll take less. So you could take more. Yeah. I'll take whatever you didn't take. Next up, we saw Sonic the Hedgehog two. This came out in theaters on March thirtieth. It was directed by Jeff Fowler, with a screenplay by Pat Casey, John Miller, and John Whittington. The summary is, when the manic Dr. Robotnik returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles the Echidna, Sonic and his new friend Tails is all that stands in their way. Eh, it should be R? Eh, whatever. Grammar is questionable, but we're moving on. Um, <laughs> um, we have, I'll think of the important returning cast, Ben Schwartz is the voice of Sonic. Um, the new cast, we have Colleen O'Shaughnessy is the voice of Miles Tails Prower. Which, and I believe she's the voice of the character in the games as well. I think well. that's correct, yes. And then uh, Idris Elba is Knuckles. And Jim Carrey and James Marsden return as their parts, uh, Dr. Robotnik and Tom Wachowski. Wachowski. I don't know if it's k or a ch, but whatever. So yeah, I, I mean, how did you feel about this one, especially compared to the first? I think it was on par with the first. I think I really enjoyed this. I think the music was solid. They had a lot of fun, nostalgic moments with playing stuff from the game and like, you know, incorporating it well within this. They gave us a lot of locations from the games that worked well, again, with like how they grounded it into the world mm-hmm. in a, you know, a, a smart way. Yeah. I loved the interactions. I think the, the way it worked with Sonic and Knuckles, I think was like, a bit cliche, but like, yeah. it, I mean, I guess you kind of have to expect that. Yeah. But I thought the the humor was gold. I had mm-hmm. a great time. I thought they were they were cracking me up with a lot of these jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think they just did everything better than the first one. But like, I think it's because they just they knew what they were. And yeah. I'd say they were on par, but like at the same time, I think this one felt better to me because I think. They just gave us more than what the first one did. The first one was more of a, we're testing this. Yeah. The second one was, we know it works. Yeah. Let's give them more of the universe. Yes. And I think they gave us more characters, more areas, more of what the Sonic universe is. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was nice that they didn't focus so much on the people and more on the the like characters Sonic, Sonic yeah. Knuckles, <laughs> Tails, yeah. like yeah. Robotnik. It felt like it felt like those were clearly more focused on, and I liked that about this one because that's always my problem with these franchises that have to do with characters that aren't humans. You know, like yeah. they always want to try and give the audience a human to relate to, and I think that they did a great job of not having that be the focus of this movie. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think that I agree with you that the humor was really stepped up a notch in this one. I was cracking up way more than in the first one. I feel like one. we were the only people laughing. Yeah, that's like true. either these people don't get good humor or. Or we're children. I don't know. No, or we're just better than them. <laughs> understanding it. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I was having a great time. I feel like uh, I was. I didn't play very much Sonic when mm-hmm. I was younger. So, I mean, I'm not like a huge Sonic. Pro- like, I love the property, but I, I'm not good at the games. Like, I don't understand how people are. Yeah, I'm terrible really at, the games, at the games. And so I didn't play very much. So I wasn't very familiar with Tails or Knuckles. So I didn't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think it was nice. Like, what, what they did was it made it totally tracks. And yeah, I was, um, 
happy with how it all fell out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a solid movie. I think it's, you know, it's clearly good for families. And I'm, I'm going to assume this will hit Paramount Plus pretty soon. It is actually coming soon. If it came out end of March, then that means it's probably coming out mid-May on Paramount Plus, I would say. Because don't they have like a 45-day thing that they're doing now? Um, it will be on Paramount Plus on May 23rd. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend, if you can't catch us in theater, if you got a family, you got some kids, yeah. you want to share your nostalgia for Sonic, mm-hmm. definitely check this out on Paramount Plus. Get yeah. a, a one month of it. And yeah. It's it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth the, the two hours. Yeah. Or whatever Agreed. it is. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great time. I'd say this is a uh, dissect it for me. I do think that I was hesitant about Idris Elba being Knuckles, yeah. but like I think it worked. Yeah, I was. Once you get as past well. the like knowing it's him, like I yeah. think it does work for the character. Right. Yeah. Um. It was a dissected for me as well, which I was not expecting. Yeah. And I think Jim Carrey was way better as Doctor Robotnik in this yeah. than he was in the first movie. Yeah, he was great. And that might just be like the way that they did the character in the first one. He was more of like a a live action person, and this mm-hmm. he was more cartoony. They gave him more of that. He was Robotnik more of a caricature. character. Yeah. Definitely. You know? Okay. Our last movie that we checked out um, was The Lost City. This came out in theaters March 25th. And it was directed by Adam and Aaron Nee. And this with a screenplay by Oren Uziel, Dana Fox, and Adam and Aaron Nee. With, uh, this is based on a story by Seth Gordon. I have to assume it's like a romance novel or something. I don't know. Um, the description is a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. Um, big cast members, uh, Sandra Bullock is the main character, Loretta Sage. Channing Tatum plays Alan Camperson, um, who is her cover model. And Daniel Radcliffe plays Abigail Fairfax, who's the villain. Um, and Brad Pitt plays Jack Trainer, who's this like badass yeah. guy. He's he's a trainer he's as well. He's a trainer as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This reminds me of one of the jokes of the movie where he's like, Oh, I just name everybody, just name everybody. of what they do or whatever. Yeah. It was like, it's like somebody butt, butt plug or no, butt somebody stuff. butt stuff. <laughs> Tracy butt stuff. That's what it was. Again, I feel like nobody got that joke no. but us. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a movie I was not expecting to see, but also not expecting to enjoy. I was looking forward to this one, and I don't. I was kind of surprised you didn't care about this. It looks like a. I mean, it, just on the surface, it looks like a rom com, and so it was okay. one of those movies that I would wait to see. It actually. I don't know. I just I saw the cast, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be funny. Yeah, well, I, I didn't realize... I also think Sandra Bullock is, like, hilarious. No, she is. She, I, like, she's, like, I don't know if she's underrated, but, like, I often forget how funny she is. Mm-hmm. And so, if I... It had been a while, and so I probably would have been more interested yeah. up front had I remembered how fucking funny she is. Yeah. So, Sandra Bullock, if you are available, <laughs> um, let me know. Yeah. I can be, because I value your humor more than my wife. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Anyways. <laughs> no, I thought this was a, a great time. I, I yeah. was laughing so yeah, much. I was I cracking think up. Channing Tatum was hilarious in this. Oh, I think yeah. he was 
fucking gold with everything. Every line mm-hmm. he had, he executed great. Mm-hmm. I think he played the part really well. Yeah. And I also think it was interesting that he had kind of like two parts to play. Yeah. Uh, he had himself and then he had his character yeah. that he plays for the novel. Yes. That he was trying to be or whatever. So it was like... There's a lot of a couple of different layers of story happening, yeah. and then he's the dude playing a dude disguised <laughs> as another dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really funny, and I mean, even I, Daniel Radcliffe, I think, was hilarious. Oh, yeah, he's as amazing. like he was like so cliche, yeah. diabolical mm-hmm. villain that yeah. like I think it like played well with like the whole atmosphere of this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah, everything was very well thought out and well performed um and it was kind of fun to get like a indiana jones mixed with like rom-com i would say this was the better uncharted (laughs) shots fired (laughs) i mean (laughs) it was definitely funnier that's for sure well i mean not that uncharted's supposed to be funny but no i just yeah it was more entertaining overall than Uncharted, probably, because of the humor. And the whole mm-hmm. the story was... You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. Here's what it is. I think this is like the romantic comedy version of Tropic Thunder. Okay. I That's where I'm going with this. I can see that, yeah. This is Tropic Thunder for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. And I'm not just saying that because I just made the quote from Tropic Thunder. I'm right. saying it because thinking about it... That's what I feel this movie was in comparison to. Yeah, yeah. it's It was really funny. The story was fun. Even though I typically avoid romantic comedies, this is fucking hilarious. And I'd absolutely recommend it. Yeah. I mean, I typically avoid people who avoid romantic comedies. Yeah, so. that tracks. <laughs> yeah, great time. Dissect yeah. it for me. Yeah, I guess we're finally DTF. I mean, I think we were with other stuff already. Were we? I don't think I dissected anything else yet. You well, okay. Dissect no, no, I lied. I dissected Sonic. Sonic. Never mind. Did you dissect uh, an earlier thing as well? No. Did you dissect Guardians of Justice? No, I did not. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Halo? No. Oh, oh why didn't you do that? You anyway, didn't either. So. so. No, I I forgot. It, it was a trick. You passed. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. We both dissected Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So. Never mind. Or DTF but, for uh, Blue Hedgehogs. Yes. And Lost Cities. Yeah, in Lost Cities. Yeah. Like, there's Lost Cities in both, I guess. That's true, yeah. Back to, let's just do, like, a a mashup. Sonic and the Lost City. Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the Lost City. Yeah. (laughs) The the Lost-er City. Yeah. Because they already had a Lost City. They got one that's lost even more. Yeah. All right. It's unfortunate. That is it. That's, um, That's all we got for our TV and movies section of our episode. If you're still listening, we appreciate you. Don't forget to go rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your wife. Tell everybody up in here. Yeah. Tell Sandra Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> Let her know. Yeah. Um, and don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. You can follow us on, on Twitter, DTF Pod, and you can now follow us on Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. And you can also send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. Yes. Also correct. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of factual statements (laughs) happening in this moment. Thank you for grading me. (laughs) Right. Let's get into our gaming, huh? Yes. New releases. A lot of them. So Xbox has a game called Rogue Legacy 2 that came out on the 28th. So is this considered an exclusive? Because I didn't see it for PlayStation. 
Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. It's not a game that I recognize, but I know that there. I think this came out like on Vita, PlayStation, Xbox, like the the first game back in the day. This is a sequel. It's like a platformer, mm-hmm. from what I remember. So I'm curious if this is an exclusive or not. It's a sequel to 2013's Rogue Legacy. Yeah, it doesn't say specifically exclusive, but hmm. I wonder if it's maybe, maybe it's like it'll timed. come out later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, games with gold for anybody interested. Uh, available as of yesterday. Yoku's Island Express. Hydro Thunder Hurricane are both available. Okay. Hydro Thunder Hurricane, I think, is a like a boat racing game, if I'm correct. Which I also feel like they gave away already, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Inner World, The Last Wind Monk, will be available on the 16th, as well as Viva Pinata Party Animals. These all sound like pretty big games. Uh, that was like a 360 thing, I believe. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, huge games, yeah. right? Triple A's, for sure. <laughs> PlayStation has Vampire the Masquerade that came out on April 27th. Really surprised to see that's not on Xbox, but that'll probably be later on. Yeah. Because I don't like, think that's an exclusive uh, label for them. No. I And I think it's... Uh, it, it seems like it'll probably come out later. They just okay. It seemed like they wanted to focus on PlayStation 5 and PC. All right. Well, we got some PlayStation Plus for... For May, uh, FIFA 22, available for PS5 and PS4. This is, for us Americans, a soccer game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for everybody else, football. Yep. Both things I don't give a shit about. <laughs> Tribes of Midgar, available for PS5 and PS4. This is a co-op action RPG. It felt like it was kind of like a, a Diablo-type top-down dungeon thing. Sounds fair. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods is a PS4 game available. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler. Okay. So I'm probably not going to be into that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all available as of uh, May 3rd. Okay. For the month. Switch has some games. Zombie Army 4 Dead Wars was available as of April 26th. Arise a Simple Story as of April 28th. And Nintendo Switch Sports as of April 29th. Okay. So I guess that's like their equivalent to uh, Wii Sports. Wii Sports, that's, that was what I was thinking too. I wonder if it's just like a port. I know, right? <laughs> they just changed the name. Who knows? Hope not. I guess everybody who has played it would know. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. Multi-platform, we have the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. As of April 27, that was available for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've heard, there's like an achievement, trophy, whatever you want to call it, for this game that you have to start the game and then not touch it for 10 years to unlock it. Okay. Like you'll go back to the game after 10 years. Yeah. And you unlock it. That's so That's weird. such a weird thing, right? Yeah. I assume there's some kind of context as to why you would do that. Yeah. Uh, but I did see also people are like, well, just change your time to 10 years from now and then you'll get it. Okay. So maybe their plan is just to have you do that. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I'm sure somebody out there is like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait the 10 years. I'm going to wait the 10 years. Yeah. I follow the rules. Yeah. Uh, Unsold. Okay. Is this a game about gingers or something? Probably. (laughs) Uh, Available as of April 28th. Bug Snacks has come over to Xbox finally and Switch 
as of April 28th. I think that's actually on Game Pass as well. So if you have oh, okay. Game Pass, you could play that game. Um, but of course, it's also on PlayStation if you have that. Yeah. Um, Unsold is a 2D action RPG. Okay. About yeah. a ginger person? Um, it doesn't look like it. But oh. he is wearing a helmet. Seems so like I can't a missed opportunity sure. if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, House of the Dead remake came out April 28th. And that is exactly what it's called. Yep. A remake of House of the Dead. And we actually will be reviewing that today. Yes, For will. anybody who wants to know if they should buy it. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some of our news. Uh, Stray. This is the cat game where you live in a uh, robot apocalypse. And you have to do puzzles to get through and navigate and solve crimes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, completely my jam. Can't wait for this game. Yeah. Been waiting for two years or whatever yeah. it's been. Uh, it's been delayed quietly from spring to summer of this year. Uh, PlayStation tweeted out a video promo showing this game along with three others that they will be coming out soon in summer 2022. Mm. But we do know this was supposed to come out in spring. So right. I guess that's a secret way of saying it's delayed without yeah. really saying it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the other games were something called We Are OFK and Cult of the Lamb. Okay. Uh, we talked about Sonic earlier. Mm-hmm. Sega is delisting the old school Sonic games on May 20th, so make sure you go buy them if you want to have access to them. Uh, the games will only be available in the new Sonic collections that's going to be released for $40 after that. I guess there's some kind of like loopholes for Switch. Uh, if you have Sonic 1 and 2, it'll still be on the eShop for Switch. Um, and then, of course, they have their Nintendo online service that has the genesis collection which will have those games in it too oh okay but other than that you'll have to uh own it and have it downloaded or else you'll lose it i think okay bloomberg has reported that sega is also planning big budget reboots of crazy taxi and jet set radio these were big properties especially with dreamcast they were flagship games during the dreamcast so it'll be interesting to see what they come up with um Reports are they're aiming to create games with large communities and ability to generate long-term revenue. That sounds like microtransactions, season passes, whatever you want to call it. Games as service. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I've maybe, never heard of either like of those. Maybe like a Fortnite setup somehow. Ugh. I've liked Crazy Taxi, but I was never like a huge fan of it. It's one of the games like, oh yeah, that was fun. And then like I could put it down and never think about it again. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever played Jet Set Radio personally. Good news for players who have Game Pass, Assassin's Creed Origins and For Honor Marching Fire Edition are coming to Game Pass in the near future. This is speculated by oh, the cool. end of June. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I, I was excited because <laughs> I loved Odyssey. Yeah. Never bought Origins because I was told it was slightly different because that was like kind of like the transition yeah. from the old school to the new one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I like odyssey so like maybe i won't like origins but i guess i'll be able to try it out now yeah that's fucking awesome and i think this is a really smart play too because like you know moon knight is really yeah a thing currently yeah. so people are having their mind like, egyptian gods egyptian stuff, Greek, yep. uh culture and like i'm sure that that's gonna get a lot of people interested oh yeah for sure to go play that game call of duty vanguard and warzone will be rolling out updates with their ricochet anti-cheat system that will make players that don't cheat invisible to players who do oh, cheat. Oh, that's fucking cool. So basically, 
they won't know you're there. They won't hear you shooting a gun or uh-huh. anything. But you can see them. But you can see them. Nice. And hear them. So basically, it kind of gives you the same opportunity that they are trying to cheat with. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Hope it works. Yeah. I don't know when exactly it's out or if it's coming out or if it's already out or not. But mm-hmm. I hope that I run into that. I yeah. actually did start playing uh, Warzone again. Yeah. I actually got three W's. Wow. The day I played. I'm not trying to brag, but... It sounds like you are. <laughs> I'm uh, close to having my own uh, website address. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be www.www.www? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. I can't wait to see what they do with that. And I hope that I do run into that situation and I just like can like dance from the guy who didn't see me and then I just shoot him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that exact scenario. I think it'll be really fun to see the videos of people, of people of killing people with... really embarrassingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the idea that they can see other cheaters and kill them. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's great. Some good news for PS5. Uh, it's going to receive an update to add VRR to games for TVs with HDMI 2.1 support. So that's variable refresh rate for us. Not so Thanks, tech savvy people. I, I was about to ask, so <laughs> basically, it, it think it allows for support for games that have lower refresh rate or TVs that have okay. it or something. I don't know, it's it's good. It allows it. To basically, it. Xbox has had it, and now PlayStation is getting it. It's not something that you're directly gonna like notice, mm-hmm. but it helps. Yeah, it's doesn't it allow your thing it allows your refresh rate to change to accommodate the resolution or yeah whatever. so it's not yeah. going to be as choppy yeah depending on the games that you're playing yes that support it borderlands 3 has finally received full crossplay. playstation has finally said okay the game's old enough How long nobody cares enough anymore you can now have crossplay with it's... with xbox and pc that's or a little weird whatever it is <laughs> okay we talked about this last week for Xbox. PlayStation is also interested in using ads in free-to-play games as an alternative to microtransactions and season passes mm-hmm. for developers to profit on the games that they... Right. Know, and, okay. You know, and to, you know, fund the of games. Of course they are. A company is interested in making yeah. money? Weird. This is the one thing I can't stand. That people are like pitchfork and torches about this and how upset they are. Yeah. And I think it's really crazy because... People are okay with paying a video streaming service to have ads, but to support a game developer giving you a game for free with ads in it is unacceptable. That is just yeah. ridiculous to me. That's interesting. People are, uh, it's very interesting how pe- where people draw their lines. Yeah, it's like if you are willing to pay for video content with ads then like you really can't complain if you're getting a game for free and you have ads yeah that's just how it is yeah playstation has also informed developers uh that any games sold over 34 dollars will need to have a two-hour minimum game demo available for playstation plus premium subscribers now oh shit so this is going into the the june effect of their tiers for playstation plus uh, it only applies to new games not anything that's already been out and it does not apply to vr games okay so they won't have to do that if it's a VR game, which most VR games aren't over thirty four dollars anyway. So yeah. they're usually like they're smaller. also the whole game is less than two hours. So. Yeah. 
Valid point. <laughs> uh, devs will have three months within that release window to release a demo, and then it has to be available for at least 12 months for people to download oh, okay. and play. Just got it. Okay. From the release. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. AKA PlayStation's like, when the game's old, we don't want it on here so we can make room for new ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is kind of crazy, though, because if you think about it, what they're doing is they are basically making third-party developers do work for them to have a service for them to make money on. Right. But that's what I thought, too, but then I thought about it, and they could just do a timed demo. You don't even have to make anything special. You could just say, you have two uh, hours to play this you game. You just have, like, you code have, in there that, yeah. like, it plays for two hours, yeah. and then it locks we've, you out. Yeah, because we've seen that. Yeah. We've had those yeah. before. It so. even tells you, this is time. Yeah, yeah. So I feel so like that's don't, don't easy. don't go have diarrhea when you start the game, and then... <laughs> Yeah. And then you can't play it after because it's already over. You're fucked. <laughs> um, I like the idea that it warns you not to get diarrhea when you first start. <laughs> I should have ate those old eggs. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's an easy way to do it. I mean, I don't know actually what goes into that, but I assume that's the easier way than having a custom. Okay, demo. that's a valid point. That's an easy way of doing yeah. that. I just think it's it's interesting because it's like yeah. places just like basically like uh what can we do to like give quote quote benefits to the yeah. players for these tiers and like yeah. it's just, it feels like it's like a gimmick thing yeah that they're gonna make money on by selling the service and they're gonna be like oh but you have to like do that for us it, yeah. it kind of makes me wonder if we're gonna see less developers working on playstation stuff because they don't want to deal with the extra work. Yeah. And that's going to be a small percent, if any. Right. And obviously the big AAA developers aren't going to worry about that shit. But like yeah. the smaller indie ones, is that going to be something that like they don't have the manpower or the time to really deal with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess it helps expose their game to a bigger audience. Yeah. By True. having a demo. Yeah. It's kind of like Xbox did that, I think, with 360 back in the day. They had a lot of games came out with demos. Mm-hmm. So like, there was a lot more demos you could download and play before you bought a game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, PlayStation has also created, or I should say Sony, has created a games preservation division to preserve the history of Sony IPs. Okay. I mean, there's also, not to sound cynical, but this this feels like it's a gimmick to say, oh yeah, we are making emulator games for ps4 and ps5 mm-hmm. for of ps1 games and ps2 games and maybe ps3 yeah <laughs> it, it seems like well you were doing the work anyways and now you could just say you're you're preserving the the content right yeah and i have a question about that with like all this these ps1 and ps2 games that are gonna be coming out if i already own a game that's ps1 will it just then be available for me to download on my ps4 and my ps5 or will i have to have the paid plus service in order to even access it i'm assuming you're still gonna have to have the paid service in order to access that because that's part of the service is having it available for download right well the service is well i mean yeah but that's the only that that's to the service of you don't own the game yeah if i technically own the game through a purchase you know years ago yeah do i then have access to that game now is it going to just show up in my library 
I know you don't know the answer. No. I'm just... Yeah. I suspect Spitballing ideas of, like, what this could mean when it comes out in yeah. June. You know, like, specifically, yeah. Dino Crisis. I would like to yeah. play those games again. <laughs> and, and I know I own those. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, wait a minute. Will I have access to those games? Because I have them on the Vita. Mm-hmm. I have them on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just weird because certain consoles will play it, but other ones won't. Yeah. It's not simple with Xbox, you know, like... Yeah. Just everything works. Yeah. It's all backwards compatible. Be- because it's Sony, I'm assuming it's not You don't have work. to buy it again. <laughs> just put your fucking disc in and there it is. Yeah. You already own the game. Just go play it. Yeah. I feel like they like to be difficult, so I'm going to assume you don't get it. But I'm going to yeah. be really happy for you if you do. Nice. <laughs> I as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like we're just like talking about... A lot of PlayStation, all PlayStation uh, all the time. stuff, but like, I don't know. Just a lot to say, I guess. Uh, so apparently they have locked out play, uh, players from using the, the the stacked method for PlayStation Plus as well. So uh, okay. people found out that if you purchase the code for PlayStation Plus, you could stack it. And then as long as you had one month of PlayStation Now and the PlayStation Plus at the time of when June comes around. Yeah. It would shift it to being like the premium or whatever the hell tier it was. Okay. And so people were like, oh, so will I have premium for this amount of time, aka I'm saving a bunch of money by buying it for $60 versus the 120 or whatever the price range was. Yeah. Um, And I think people were getting away with that, but then PlayStation was like, no, and they've (laughs) locked it out. So now you can buy codes from third parties or the PlayStation Store, but they will not work until after June. Okay. They're disabled from being redeemed, essentially. Gotcha. Until after the the tiers are released in June. But if you somehow have a plus that expires between now and then, it's not stacking, so it might still work. Right? Theoretically? Well, yeah. So if you already have one. Yeah, I I think ours actually expires in July, if I'm correct. Okay. I'll have to look. Okay. I think it's July. Mm-hmm. Unless that's Game Pass. I don't know. But it's it's got to be coming up because I haven't yeah. paid for it in a while. <laughs> yeah. That you know of. Yeah. Watch it was like months ago and yeah. I just don't know because I don't yeah. go online with PlayStation. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, I am curious. Like, I assume we would just get whatever we have left over of our plus as... The basic level. The basic level. That's what I would Which I guess means it just it's not changing. It's yeah. just so we just have it still. Yeah. That's my assumption. It's really a missed opportunity to not give everybody the high tier with what they have left over. Yeah. To like expose them to it yeah. and then get them to want to have it. Yeah. You know, like a trial. Isn't that what Game Pass did? Did they give you they ultimate? Oh no, it they was did just like they did the whole thing that they translated to it. They kind of did the same ish thing where they let you, I think it went up to three years you could yeah. flip to Game Pass. And yeah. you saved money by flipping your Xbox Live to mm-hmm. it. Um, I fucked up because I didn't know that's what you could do. And then I just canceled the, the Live and then I went and got Game Pass. So I, oh. I kind of fucked that up. But um, eventually they changed it so you got less yeah time. You got less Game Pass time for what you had of Xbox Live. Right. It just trans... It just prorated it to yes. what it would be yeah whatever yeah dollar if it amount. was like 12 months of 
Game Pass than it would be nine months of Ultimate or what the fuck it was. Something it was like, like that, some yeah. kind of transmit transition yeah. situation, um, which makes me think they need to have E3 again so we can get a bunch of fucking free Game Pass again. I know. I was. <laughs> that's what sucks. Like I keep seeing like all these E3s are canceled. I'm like yeah. fuck. Yeah. Because we're gonna. Have, are we we're gonna never gonna have E3 Pass. again? <laughs> we're gonna have to start paying for Game Pass because I'm not okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that was like really cool. That was, that's, like, yeah. I, Microsoft was just I, I just imagine how much subscriptions they gave out. Yeah. Just the two of and us. And imagine how got many like people didn't years. use it. I That's bet there's point. a ton of That's people that point. didn't use That's it. That's a good point. There's people that didn't even use them. Yeah. In retrospect, I wonder if we should have saved some codes <laughs> and sold them. <laughs> ah. No, Game Pass has been great. No, I know. I was just joking. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. Game Pass has been very good to us. Until it charges us. Then we're going to... And then we're going to fucking gonna burn hate bridges. It. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead to me. Yeah. Flip tables. All right. There's some bad news for Gears 5. What is it? Uh, So they are removing a map builder ability within the game so that they can focus on future projects. I'm assuming Gears 6. Okay. Players who haven't unlocked the achievement will get these achievements for free. That's me. <laughs> Players who did receive these achievements by playing the game uh, will get in-game bonuses. Oh, okay. As a like a reward, I guess, for doing the for achievements doing earlier the achievement. yeah. when they had them. So that's, that's cool. fine. I get I got gamer score cred for not doing shit, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah. Should I log into the game and play five minutes of it just so I can get a free achievement? You don't have to play five minutes. You just have to literally. Just- Turn, turn it on, on and then yeah. it gets it gives yeah. it to you it's like 20 gamer score I think. nice <laughs> so if you need your your gamer score like you know crack yeah you know, got some gamer points, you know, some gamer points. <laughs> yeah that's it for our news yeah let's review house of the dead remake yeah available for switch and now currently available for xbox and playstation mm-hmm which is funny because I was going to buy it on Switch and then I saw an article that day I was going to buy it that it was coming out for PlayStation and Xbox like in a few days. I was like, oh, I like achievements. And free <laughs> or included games. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, held off on buying it on the Switch and nice. then got it on Xbox. That's good. Uh, and actually, I don't know how long it's going for. The game, I think, is like 20 five dollars but somehow it was like on sale for 22 if you bought it within a certain time period so anybody who is interested it is a little bit cheaper than 25 right now on xbox i don't know what they're doing with playstation maybe it's the same uh but this is a remake of the house of the dead the arcade shooters from back in the day yeah this game's a lot shorter than i remember it being (laughs) Yeah, because I spent a lot less quarters on this and yeah. <laughs> uh, was able to just press start every time I wanted to continue. Yeah, I probably see. And not lose any progress. <laughs> yeah, or money. Yeah, or money. <laughs> yeah, it was. That, it's definitely a steal of a deal. You play the flat rate and you... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no quarters needed. No quarters needed. Graphically, I mean, it, it, it's, it's definitely up to date. It doesn't look quite up to like what our current gen of gaming should look like right, but right. like it looks good yeah. and i assume that might be more of a it's also on the switch so it's probably more geared to 
what the Switch can handle. They probably want to make it like still look arcadey too. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's solid. It, I think I had more fun, sadly, playing this by myself than I did playing it co-op with you. And not because <laughs> I didn't enjoy playing with you. Uh-huh. I feel like the crosshair setup on this game is a little confusing. It was distracting. Not that, like, I mean, it's it's not... You don't know which one's yours, but like it is like, you know, you know, I'm red or I'm blue, but yeah. like at the same time, it's like you kind of mind fuck yourself while you're like yeah. you're both moving around you're the moving crosshairs around and you're looking at a crosshair and you're like I'm shooting, I'm shooting, and yeah. then you're like, and you that's, realize, wait, oh no, my me. crosshair's in the I'm corner, in the corner not and shooting. I'm shooting nothing, yeah, <laughs> or I have no bullets and I think I'm it shooting. It just keeps and telling me to reload, and I just assumed it was you. <laughs> yeah. So what I started doing at a certain point was I was just like. Shooting a couple times and then reloading. Shooting a couple yeah. times, reloading. Just like yeah, I was just going back and forth. Shoot, reload, shoot, reload, yeah. shoot, reload. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it was a little confusing, and I think it was easier to play it like you, know, you could probably even I don't know if they let you play online. Mm-hmm. I think it's just co-op. Yeah, couch co-op, but mm-hmm. it would be nice if you could play online. Yeah, co-op. Yeah, but I do really appreciate that they made it really fucking easy for people that want to just experience the game yeah whether it be nostalgia or they've never heard of it and want to play it you know like we beat the entire game i think in an hour yeah like less so keep in mind too you're you're getting a very short game but at the same time it's not very much money for yeah and there's quite a few achievements that you can that you're going to need to replay it several times it's definitely designer on replay value for the achievements Mm -hmm. and they had a weird game mode set up where it was like classic versus modern and like we played both but i honestly couldn't tell you the difference i guess the only difference is we had a much lower score on classic because it felt like you still got the same design of of points it was just like you got less of them with classic Mm -hmm. and so maybe that was the whole idea with the achievements and it's like you gotta play modern if you want to get the achievement where you get more than this amount of points. Right. And gotta play classic if you want the achievement for get less than this amount of points. Yeah. So really it's not like relevant other than just getting some achievements it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the dialogue and the, 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 the acting was reused from the original or if it was like intentionally designed to be very um, campy. But uh-huh. it definitely felt like the... The character voice acting and all that was like very, <laughs> yeah, outdated. Yeah, that's true. But I had fun. It's it's a fun game. It's, I mean, the story's ridiculous. It's stupid. Yeah. It's it doesn't make any sense. But I think this is a fun, nostalgic game to play. And I was really excited to get this so that I could play it with you because I didn't know what your experience was with House of the Dead. But I know you had commented like last week about wanting to play Area Fifty One again. Yeah, the old school. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, this isn't that, but it's like close. And yeah. so I thought you would enjoy this. Yeah, I've never played this before. Obviously, I've played it three times now, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had never played it before, but yeah, it's very similar. If you're ever, if you've like a rail shooter type situation, it was pretty yeah. easy enough. Some of these achievements, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be putting this much effort in. Like one of them was like, you have to like beat the entire game without getting hit once. And I'm like, that's, I'm it's not. It's never going to happen. I'm never going to do that. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how you could do that. Yeah. You'd have to just memorize it's this insane. game. You have to play it like a hundred times and memorize every little moment. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I think it's worth the, the price. I think that whether you are 
just a fan of the old school series or you just would like to try out a rail shooter, I think it's worth it. I will say though, like I kind of feel like it, it is so short that I kind of wonder why didn't they just make the other games as well and then just put it as a bundle. Yeah. Well, there is a remake in process of number two. Okay. I don't know how many games there are, but I feel like there's at least four. Yeah, I have no idea. Because Dreamcast, I want to say, had some. Anyways. Yeah, I just feel like uh, I would have rather see like a bundle of all of the games mm-hmm. and then sell it for like 40 to 60 or something. But I'm sure this is their way of being like, well, we can make more money if we sell them each individually yeah. for a little bit more than and what you get out a of bundle the bundle. After. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But I think it's solid uh, remake. It's It gets the job done for anybody who's a fan of the series or just likes rail shooters. It did have a horde mode, which um, I didn't Yeah, I don't try. think I've tried that yet. So, But I'm expecting it to be pretty similar to what we've got. Yeah. It just doesn't end. Yeah. <laughs> I saw something about there being like an unlockable armory of weapons and some other things that we... So is that just in horde mode then? Because I don't know. I did notice the instructions, the controls say the D-pad is used to switch weapons. Mm-hmm. And I was like... The entire game, we never got another yeah. weapon. We've always had a pistol. Since we never saw it, I have to assume it's in horde mode because we didn't play that one. Okay. Well, now I'm going to have to jump in the horde mode. And yeah. I'm going to have to do an update Okay. on this. But so far, I've had a great time. I think yeah. I'll probably forget it after I play a certain amount of it. But like, yeah, it I got fun, my though. fix for House of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, it's a large slice it for me. Yeah, it was a... It was a large slice it for me too. I enjoyed it. I was about ready to go to sleep and then you were like, let's play this game and it kept me up and I didn't fall asleep playing it. So that's good. There you go. <laughs> and I always enjoy a game where I don't have to like move my, my view and my body at mm-hmm. the same time. <laughs> I will say that the uh, controls are a little, you have to get used to it a little bit. Yeah. Especially in the modern gaming where you're used to using two joysticks. Yeah. Like it's, it's trippy because you literally only use the left yeah just don't even touch the right yeah you'll it's hard to you'll naturally want to move it and you just you're not supposed to basically right trigger is to shoot left trigger is to reload Mm -hmm. and the left joystick is to crosshair aim everywhere on the screen yeah and it's it was hard for me initially to get used to that to go from i to remember i'm moving the crosshair only not my Mm -hmm. face yeah yeah (laughs) We've come a long way since uh, these kind of games because yeah. I remember playing the Resident Evil first-person shooter on PlayStation 1 Survivor, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. And that one, you would move the character like you do in any game, you know, mm-hmm. with the D-pad. And then you'd have to stop and then you'd have to aim and then it would do the crosshair thing all over the screen oh, like yeah. in this game. Yeah. And so it was kind of like you had to like really think... About like two controls when you're playing. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. That's all we got. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. Uh, give us some feedback. You can send us some feedback on Facebook. We have a page called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. We have a Twitter page at DTF Pod. We have an Instagram. You can contact us there or you can check out, or you can check out uh, any periodic posts throughout the week until our next episode that's dissecting this fiction podcast or you can send us email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com you can peruse our website for a listing of all our episodes dtfcast.com that's it for episode 117 of dissecting this fiction Bye bye <laughs> <laughs>